Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Sam Elliott 64 and welcome to the Robocast episode number 5 of BattleBots 2018. Um, I am joined alongside as ever. And it's 9132, the Guru. And, and Steve the American Killjoy. Yeah, that's the, the the dynamic duo are back and we have a, a guest from from to- Toy Reviews, Antway Anarchy. Introduce yourself, sir. Hello, my name's Stephen McCullough and I don't really have a life. So, I thought he was. No. I thought he was a Doctor Who guy. I can't escape it. Like, well, let's be honest. In about a, a couple of months' time, my tombstone is going to read just nothing but Doctor Who graffiti on it. <laughs> You're gonna be like, OMG, it was the best Doctor Who reviewer ever! Do <laughs> you like robots? Who cares? <laughs> um, bring, bring back RC gear! No. <laughs> it's a classic, it's a, no. it, is, it is a true classic. Um, what have you thought made of the um, the new season of BattleBots so far, Stephen? Obviously, you, you have been watching, you know, avidly, as, as you know, we've, we've spoken a little bit about it. What's, what's been your thoughts so far? Genuinely, uh, season three of the reboot of BattleBots has been the best televised robot fighting show I have ever seen. And I'll, I'll give you a little bit of perspective on that. I am a Robot Wars diehard fanboy since I was about eight years old. And BattleBots has now overtaken that for me. Oh, really? This, this is sublime. Uh, they've got the editing on point. The, the fights are very entertaining. Some, yeah, a little bit shorter than others. But in its presentation style alone, it is so streamlined. It's it's been absolutely fantastic so far. Yeah, I, I think you know the, <laughs> the um like the, we converted the... one. <laughs> I think in terms of like the show's structure, a lot a lot of people online have kind of converted on like you know this this format you know the, you know the random fights and then a bracket at the end of the season has gone down so well. I think that this is this is a potentially a game changer for a lot of. Pretend, you know, TV shows down the line. You know, you look at your King of Bots in China. You know, you look at your BattleBots going forward. I think this is going to be a more, a more frequent appearance. You know, the the, the pre-season yeah, I, thing and then the bracket at the end. I think with the the main sort of problem with uh, the fighting robot shows on television is that you you sort of pick up and lose the audience every once in a while. So say like someone sits down and they really love a certain robot, and it gets knocked out in the first round, they, they tend to lose focus on the show, and they stop watching it. Mm. Uh, conversely, you get someone watching the episodes going, oh, wow, this robot's winning every single fight. This is getting boring. I'm going to stop watching. So Her you've option. seen them sort of... <laughs> you've, seen, you've seen them sort of try and fix that, and I think Robot Wars Series 10 was a great sort of starting point for that. Like, with Series 8 and 9, yeah, you had the... Um, the, uh, oh god, what do you call the it? The round robin. The fat robin. Yeah, 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 that's the one. The fat red, robin. Red robin. <laughs> <laughs> the red rocket. Uh, where oh, god. it was basically like trying to keep robots in the, the tournament and try and keep it going that way and giving them more than just one fight and that's it, you're right. So with Robot War Series 10, we got the redemption rounds, which I thought was a, an incredible idea. I thought it was a great step up. But with BattleBots and the, the whole fight night scenario, the, this is perfect because it means that if your favorite machine gets knocked out in the first round or if a machine that's otherwise incredibly good fails and like has some sort of technical error or gets uh, like the robot fighting it gets an unlucky shot on it or something like that mm. and it gets knocked out 
it's still got four more fights. So I think it's perfect in that sense. Yeah, it, it, I, I think the one that springs to mind immediately, I know Anderson, you weren't happy with this, uh, you've obviously gone back since last time and watched a lot of the other episodes, is Hypershock. I think, you know, everyone would have been so gutted had it only had the one yeah. fight because it looks so good. I will admit that, yeah. I mean, I, I, I um, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, Stephen made, Stephen made a very, very good point there and I do agree with that. Um, the the only thing I problem I have with it is it also means that there's a lot less chance of upsets. I guess you could say. I mean, you know, in, you know, for example, Bigger Brother seasons, the series seven of the original Robot Wars being flipped out in the second round. Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> if you haven't watched that, stop watching this podcast. You don't belong here. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, basically, Ouch. you know, that that was a huge upset and it had such an impact because it was like, wow, they're already out. You know, if you knew well, there technically... were three or four fights and. But still, I can I can still see Stevens' point, and to be honest, he does make a cracking point as well. Cracking yeah, and te- point. technically, you still no. can get that that sort of uh, chance for upsets whenever it gets to the final round of sixteen. Yeah, you know, that's, it's, that is it's, true. It's almost like taking the best of both worlds, where you get the the absolutely fantastic fights from the likes of Robot Wars Extreme, and also from the series itself, and the two have been merged together. So you'll still get to see your your favorite robot for four or five fights. But it still leaves the chance for an upset because there's a main bracket tournament at the end of the series. I was actually thinking yeah, about um, that. Much works actually because I mean the tombstone was to go out in you know the first round of the bracket, but that would be a apocalyptic for surprise. Mi- yeah. For Minotaur, what if Minotaur left in the first episode? Yeah. yeah. But on top of that, it adds an extra element too because you're not having a full tournament with robots that are at completely a hundred percent. You know, they've had to right. go through four or five fights. So for example, Tombstone in series two and its first round bracket of the the round of sixteen, for example, would would have been in perfect ideal shape compared to the tombstone that's going into the tournament at the end of this series because they mm-hmm. they've had to deal with damage from Minotaur, for example. Yeah. I think you know you bring up um, Robot Wars Extreme, is that, I was actually thinking about this the other day. It's literally the two ideas merged together. It's a really nice balance. And I think going forward, we could see a lot more of this in other TV shows uh, going around the world. Um, I would say, had Robot Wars come back for Series 11, they would have politely borrowed <laughs> this new series of Autobots. I think it would have been a good uh, good idea. Especially with the um, the different hazards and such that Robot Wars has compared to Battlebots, I think it could have been... Very interesting. No, but, and uh, now we know the fight format for Ant-Man Anarchy Series 2. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with, with that shameless plug out of the way, shall we go on with uh, Episode 5? Sure. Um, actually, no, let's, let's not. Let's talk about the extra rumble from, uh, from Episode 4, first of all. God damn it. Um, do we have to talk about this? I, I suppose we should do. Crack, crack and... I'm going to... Go on. I'm going to actually... These are two robots. There's two robots in this fight that like we haven't seen to their full potential, and uh... I will say Gemini did good, and Mohawk <laughs> yeah, did a thing, absolutely. and Mohawk did a thing. Mohawk, Mohawk actually did something. Um, but with that said, I, again, what's with the first um, Science Channel exclusive Rumble? I can see why they put this on the Science Channel exclusively. I think the yeah. like. If if this was in the main show, people would question why it was there. I'm not going to complain. I'm very happy that they are including them because like in in Battlebots seasons gone by, this would have been a highlight fight or cut out completely. You you wouldn't have seen it. There's so many fights that get cut. Yeah. Absolutely. like in the old shows, you you barely saw. I guess like half of the fights. Yeah. I think that's a, maybe for exaggeration, but there is a lot of stuff that didn't make the cut for TV, and probably because they were awful fights. Mm-hmm. Um. 
but it's it, it's good that we still get to see them if you want to see them. You know what I yes. mean? So it, it's it's for the uh, the diehards and all of us. Uh, and if you don't want to, then you just wait for next Friday and you get the the, the matches that are supposed to be all big and grand and grandiose and yeah. alike. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, you get to see the fights if you choose to. You know, find them. If you don't want to see them, then that's fine. You don't have to watch them. Uh, I think that's a, a, a really nice you know compromise between the two. Now let's talk about episode five. Let's talk about okay. what I feel is so far the best fight of the season. Um, free shipping and huge. What a fight. I mean, is the, the, they were in each other's faces the whole the whole three minutes. And it was just such a slugfest. It was amazing to watch. It was just... It, 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 was, it was beautiful to see. Uh, all that fire. It was interesting going in because secretly I thought... If that fire burns hot enough, we may actually see it melt the plastic of Huge. Maybe see it bow a little bit. And it started to. It started to show uh, wear from all that heat. Uh, and it's it, it would have been interesting to see that really affect them. Uh, but they still kept driving, of course. And they, they did a number on many of Free Shipping's uh, extendable bits. Uh, it was... There was, there, free, shipping. free shipping's going to need a lot, a little bit more than a facelift after this fight. <laughs> Not half. Like speaking of its extendable bits, like I love free shipping's tactics going into this fight because they had the little uh, wedges on the edges of the forklift. Uh, they had the forklift raised up, so like I loved their tactics uh, before the fight began, mm. which was to try and use those forks to get in to the the spaces of huge's holes and the sides of the whales. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <Daddy nine. laughs> it's far it's far Whoa. too early for a comment like that. Um Sam Elliott 64 here we go. but the, the, the thing is, all right. I I as I say the, the tactics were solid, but huge I keep getting more and more I, I we expected a fair bit from huge before the season started. It's been successful in in featherweights and they've they've dabbled in beetleweights as well. This robot is the real deal. It's actually doing a number on a lot of the heavyweights, which I wasn't really expecting, especially something as good as Free Shipping, which is Original Sin, if you don't know. Um, you know very successful heavyweight competitor on the live scene in the US. You know, this was a quite a surprising result, and the fact that it, it really did... I mean, obviously, it had a little bit of bendage in the wheels. There was a bit, a bit mm-hmm. of issues there, but it, for the most part, it went through fairly unscathed, and that was quite surprising for me. Fire will do that to you if you've ever like sat out back and melted your action figures with a with a torch. So I can't. Yeah, like, like we all have, yeah. <laughs> how how many Doctor Who toys are now going to get melted, Steve? Is the question. <laughs> what do you mean, no? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a crack. Anders, I want to I want to hear your. You, you love this. You you, you ran to the rave raved to us about this fight, didn't you? Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely. I, I you know, I'm free shipping. It's my baby. I want it to win, but I don't care. I couldn't care less if it was this fight, because at the end of the day, it was a feckin' brilliant fight. It was tactical, it was spectacle, there was damage, there was tactical driving, there was control, it was just two machines going at it. I mean, you know, free shipping didn't even hold back. They, they kept going at that weapon, trying to break it. They didn't care if they got mangled in doing so. They wanted to break their weapon. It was everything that Robot Combat stands for, in my opinion. It was just two machines having an all-out brawl, and the, the better robot won. Yeah. That means that's it. I think that's fair to say. I mean, obviously, I'm very surprised that at this point now, free shipping is at zero and two. They've got a lot of work to do if they want to get back yeah. into the um, the bracket at the end of the season. 
I am surprised about that, to be honest. I, I mean, I thought they would have at least won one by now, but, you know. And I blame for huge, though, like you said, is fantastic as well. Because, I mean, like I said, I thought it was a bit of a novelty design, I'll be honest. So, <laughs> fair play to them. <laughs> Stephen, you were going to say something? No, I was just saying, I blame the forklift for its bad luck, because forklifts are generally bad luck and competitions. Well, it's, it's, it's true, it's true. But I, I will say... Attack Series 2 champion, what? No. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking more indefatigable, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. I was in the, the actual yeah, forklift. Not yeah. Oh, well, yeah, an actual forklift, not lifting forks. Like Got Series you, 2 forklift. Mm. Yeah. There's the, the, the a different <laughs> design there, you know, one's more effective than the other. Yeah. Um, I will say, again... We did actually. I did actually mention. I forgot to mention this. Uh, the intro uh, with with a uh, with a uh, with, Kenny, with Kenny having, with Kenny having a stare down with huge. It's I'll... Chris walking in that gets me. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? <laughs> He's interrupted him. He's just like, look, come on, I'm in the middle of something here. Let let me at him. Uh, you know, it's it's just you know nice little moments like that. This this season's been full of like sort of little golden moments like that, and I'm I'm really appreciate. I think the producers have kind of let Kenny and Chris loose a little bit. Obviously, ABC is a much yeah. much more you know serious network, very very serious yeah. stuff. Discovery yeah, like the- reality TV, they like to drum things up. I don't know why. That's just I'll leave that there. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Because America. Yeah, yeah. I, I love all these cold opens though. I hope they keep getting more creative with them. Mm. No, it's it's good to lighten them up a little bit because I think, like, part of the reason why a lot of people haven't sort of warmed to robot fighting like on a large scale, like the general sort of public, is because they see it as this really super serious competition about science and technology, and when they add in that little extra element of humor and and not cheesy humor, just general weirdness and fun, it tends to engage the audience a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that they've done a really good job of like balancing again. Much like you know the format itself, the good balance between, you know, fun and serious competition. Um, as we say, you know, as we mentioned, free shipping on zero and two, huge on two and zero, oh, looking pretty good. They're looking like they could end up in that final sixteen bracket. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I rate them pretty highly now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they could, I don't because I'm. Are they doing seedings for the bracket this? This I, I believe so. Wrong. Yes, I think. I think. Yeah. yeah. Top top sixteen will get separated into seeding still. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Because I, I I can see them being in the top half of that at this rate. Definitely, I can see them being anywhere between one. Oh, not one. Because that's going to be Tombstone. But I can see them being probably <laughs> four, four to eight and easily. Oh, right. Well, we shall see how um how huge progress is. Sixteenth. Now I've said that. Well, um, with that said, we'll uh, we'll move on to uh, our next fight, which I believe was Minotaur. Uh, and hypothermia. This again was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, the, the second this fight started, I was just counting down the seconds until hypothermia lost its wheels. You know, I was expecting yeah. versus Ming three sort of thing to happen here, creeping mm. across <laughs> oh. the arena floor. But no, I was I was really surprised. Hypothermia just would not die. Credit to Fuzzy as well. You know, you know, a very clever idea of making them like double wheels to make sure that they, if they got, if they lost one, oh yeah. look, we've got ones underneath. You know, it doesn't doesn't make a difference. Um, that reminds me of that Simpsons joke, you know, where um, Otto walks into the principal's office and goes, "Do you know those guitars that are like double guitars? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know those wheels that are like double wheels." <laughs> uh, you know, I think obviously towards the end of the fight. Minotaur started to shred its way through hypothermia. Didn't really last that much long. I think it started to nuke some of the insides as well. Bit of a shame to see that happen. But um, Minotaur 
obviously taking the battering of the first round looks a lot stronger now. You know, obviously Tombstone and Hypothermia are two radically different opponents, but they they look more like the Minotaur we saw in season two. And I think this this fight reminded me a lot of their fight with Blacksmith in the way that they just slowly ground them down to nothing. It was yeah, it didn't really have the the spectacular ending that it had against Blacksmith. Oh no, that was that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's it's very true. But I think like the the process of like taking no small panel off to small panel off and then just like the insides getting a bit gutted as well it was it was a, a good fight and I'm, i will say credit again to hypothermia for lasting the three minutes you know oh, yeah. not many machines can say they've gone three minutes with minotaur you know it's it's a tough ask and fair play to uh fuzzy for getting that done yeah it's, it's not their first time fighting fighting the brazilians either i mean they've they've, they've had they've they've run into them at the robo games multiple times uh mm. shoot i'm not gonna remember the name uh, they have a robot called uh, Polar Vortex mm-hmm. uh, that's fought Toro Maximus a couple of times, and it's it's not too much different from when they fought them before. They're very it, 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 these bots just keep kind of keep coming at each other. Um, it's just I don't know. I, it was cool to see a fight like that on TV uh, yeah. where they can actually kind of show off that they can actually hold hold their ground against something that last season completely wrecked just about everything. So it was good to see another robot actually take Minotaur the distance. Mm-hmm. Anderson? Well, I mean, uh, as proven, you know, little white squares falling off obviously mean a loss. No, um, <laughs> this was a... Um, no, no, I don't want to get too technical. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now, this was this was a, a surprising battle, I think is the, the right to say here, really. Um, because I didn't... I'll be honest, I didn't give hypothermia hope in hell here. I thought even this would be over within the first minute so fair play hypothermia is a well-built machine and it i mean you know for a, i mean like i said i mean blacksmith didn't even last the full round and that had that didn't have exposed wheels so for a machine with exposed wheels to do that as well is definitely worthy of um you know a thumbs up so well done man mm-hmm. steven anything to add uh well you can see that man so we're obviously going for the wheels uh got the little um, wedge at the front of hypothermia and basically it was all over from that mm. uh, but one of my favorite quotes from this fight was the commentator saying oh it, it, it got right up underneath hypothermia and took out its private parts <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah I, mean, I forgot that <laughs> I, 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 once again this episode chris and kenny's commentary on point. They've been oh, so on point. They've, they've been so good this season. I've, I've been very, very impressed. They, they, they've definitely improved. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something that you find though with the third season of any show mm. is that by then everyone's really settled into the roles. Chris and Kenny are so comfortable with each other, and you get this sort of great sort of friendship co- like sort of sense coming from them mm. whenever they're commentating the fights. They're it's the equivalent of me and Elizabeth or or me and Anthony sitting down to watch an episode. You know, they're reacting exactly the same way that two mates would react to. To watching the fights occur. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... Me and my imaginary friend watching it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 all good stuff. It's all good stuff. The uh, the repressed memories there of Anderson Hill. Um, <laughs> we'll 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 move on. I think the next was it Brutus and Sow next. I think it was. No. Or was it the other? Was it? Was, it, um... it was Black. Oh, was it Blacksmith? Yeah. Black, Blacksmith and Four Horsemen. Um... Ooh, Blacksmith. <laughs> I will say this yeah, was. was a... This, this is another impressive. robot that we wouldn't have seen had it had it lost in the first episode. You know, this is good to see another it get redemption. You know, also oh. sorry, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say, you know, this this was a, a really good fight. You know, the the fact that Four Horsemen kept coming at Blacksmith and 
blacksmith you could see like that it was a big powerhouse now like it, it's got this whacking great axe you know much improved from the last time the thick wedge at the front you know taking the hits it just seemed in control the whole time and credit to the four horsemen they, they did some damage to the front but it wasn't excessive and i think blacksmith just showed I think it can be taken quite seriously this time. Like last time, I wasn't really that impressed by it. This new version looks a lot more solid and a lot more sort of ground in. Essentially, you know, I think they look more at, at ease with the machine, and I think you know, Blacksmith's got a decent chance of going quite far in this tournament. Definitely, yeah. It's basically a bulldozer now. It's basically a smaller, heavier-hearted jump. Yeah. If you ask me, mm. it's basically a huge bulldozer. It does. It just rams in there and hits you with its fire axe. What more do you need? I mean, it's got a flaming hammer. What more can you yeah, need? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's what you is It's a legitimate flaming hammer. It's amazing. But no, also one thing I, I actually do like about Blacksmith um, this time around is that they've taken everything that was good about the original one, made it better, mm. and take everything that sucked from the original one got rid of it and replaced it with good stuff. I wasn't, mm. like, I'm always with you, Sam, I wasn't very impressed with Blacksmith, the previous series. Mm. I saw it as, oh, you know, it's got a flaming hammer, that's, that's, that's gimmicky, it's not really going to do very well. This time around, it's amazing. I, I, I have fallen in love with it, really. I think it's a really good thing. <laughs> so, because, you know, I fall in love with mechanical things all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's, it's a sad existence you lead, it really is. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, really Jesus, Jesus Christ, that was, that was too savage, I'm sorry. Um... Stephen, I want to know your. Obviously, you've seen one part of the Four Horsemen before in, in Robot Wars. Obviously, you you know with the uh, the Swarm guys in in series, series ten. Uh-huh. Um, how do you rate the Four Horsemen as a concept with with three of those spinners and and one wedge? What, what's your what's well, your thoughts? That's that's something that I uh, said to Joe Watts in the pub one night. I just went like, or um, Ian Watts. Sorry, Joe Watts. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was sitting talking to him. I was like, no, I, I really love Blender. And I love the idea of having these several little mini bots instead of just like two cluster bots or whatever. Uh, but I think the most effective weapon that you have is the spinner. So I'd love to see like three spinners in a wedge or maybe even just four spinners going in. Uh, so it was great to see that in, was it King of Bots that they entered in with? I think, uh, yeah, with, with the grubs, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, with the grubs. Yeah, yeah. It, it was great to see that. It's great to see them in, in Battle Bots now with more than just one spinner because they're the most effective weapon that they have. I thought this fight was a lot of fun. Like, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, like, as, as much as I love Ian Watts, as much as I love the Bigger Brother team and Swarm and, and everything like that, there's just something so fun about seeing a full size heavyweight bully a robot so yes, much smaller than absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> like I love the tactics as well from Blacksmith because they knew that their flame and hammer was susceptible to a hit from a spinner. So instead they just used it like a ram bot. They were plying those little mini bots into the side walls and when they finally got it um uh pincered into the corner and got it stuck. Uh, that's when they finally brought the axe down, and it just made for some delightful television. A really, really fun fight. Maybe not the greatest fight we'll see in this series. Definitely not the worst fight we'll see. No, but it's just so much fun. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good sense. Really, the, the fact that you know they they were able to, as well as because obviously I know in series ten, Beermoth struggled with with the mini bots. The fact that Blacksmith were quite. You know, effective at you know shepherding them into a corner. It was quite impressive and showed a lot of good driving from uh, Al Kindle. I think it was a, a decent effort. Um, Steve, anything to add? Uh, I mean, it was. I mean, they, they pretty much covered it. Uh, but <laughs> I can I can say that uh, I was a little worried at first because Blacksmith wasn't using their hammer at first. I know they were worried to use it because of what happened with the uh, 
with the Bite Force fight, uh, I figured they were worried about getting their the uh, fuel line cut again by one of the Blendas. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was it, it was good to see them actually really boss around these little guys. I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, they're so much smaller than Blacksmith. I kind of expected that to happen, but you never know if one of those little those little spinner bots is actually going to get something little uh, some little chewy bit on Blacksmith and then just chuck it and throw it out, and maybe it was something important. But uh, I was a little worried about the hammer not coming down at first. Because uh, I figured it was, I, I was actually worried that this was going to be one of those fights where Blacksmith didn't use their weapon and then and lose uh, the result. It, 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 it would come <laughs> down to the. It, I, what you mean? I'm like, come on, man! You got to use your weapon because they're not going to know if it's broken or not. At least use it once. And they, when they got finally got into finally got got a uh, got over them like not over themselves but like over the fear of yeah. actually using it, it the fight really opened up. And, there was. Uh, I think it kind of led to them really dominating in the end. There was a really nice, uh, I think it was a gif that uh, BattleBots actually uh, um, uploaded on Twitter, where um, you, you see the um, the hammer come down and then the whole, um, you know, spinner minibot bounce up in the air. That was such a cool moment. You know, it, it's, it's great to see, you know, I'm happy as well that you, know, you get to see these, you know, really cool, intense moments, but... Um, yeah, fair play to Blacksmith. Good, good win under their belt. And again, I think they they're going to start to really rack up some points. Um, hopefully, we'll see them sooner rather than later. I think it's a really uh, interesting machine, but we'll have to wait and see how really they can... whack up some points. Oh dear, that was that was dreadful. I, 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 was, I, was, really I was going to say I was going to say Blacksmith's hammer was in full swing, but oh, I thought that other one. God, uh, you've really put me in a split with that one. <laughs> For God's sake. Oh, dear. We'll, we'll move on. We'll move on before Anderson, you know, ruins this. <laughs> to, uh, to, uh, to Son of Wayachi and Brutus. Now, this I had down as, as a easy-peasy Son of Wayachi <laughs> slaughter fest. However, <laughs> what happened here, boys? What went wrong? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> this stu- what, 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 what did they say in the beginning? If Wyachi's blade stops spinning, it's vulnerable, and it loses that kind of that kind of gyroscopic uh, kind of. It's not a force. You know what I mean? Like procession. It stops it from being flipped over as easily, but yeah. once it stops, it's you could just kick that thing over. And th- lo and behold, that's what they did. I mean, obviously, Br- Brutus did very well to charge it as quickly as they did, and ha- thankfully, the weapon was working this time. I don't understand why. Sort of why I actually didn't leave with the wedge kind of confused me a little bit, but I mean, sure, you, you know, you got you got a big spinning bar on top. You kind of expect to to smash them out the way before anyone gets a chance to. But it was a really one and done fight. I mean, I, I, you know, it was one of those things where you know you can't really avoid it. But it was a cracking hit from Brutus and sort of actually losing their first fight of the season. I didn't see that one coming. No, neither did I. Yeah, Stephen, anything to add? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's it. I, I got nothing else. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just quiet, somber sadness. It's just kind of like, yeah, that's that that it happened. I'm gonna, I'll play the violin for you. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, that's that fight pretty much. Uh, one one and done. Then I think you know. Well, what, what I was gonna say there was it's the first time that I think I've ever seen a successful box rush. Like, just yeah. straight out of the gate, bang into Son of Wayachi, and it all just sort of went from there. I did love that it was it was a nice little mixture of sheer luck and also driving skill on Brutus's part, mm. because if you notice the second hit that they take, the, the massive slam that sends them flying into the air, whenever they land, they land facing Son of Wayachi, and it's still 
kind of spinning out of control. It hasn't really properly landed yet, and mm. that's what allowed them to come in and flip them over. So I did enjoy little things like that, and that's one of the things that I love about robotic um, fighting as a show, is that you know it's it's not always tactics. Sometimes, it's, sometimes it is luck. luck Absolutely, yeah. It, oh yeah. Uh, an element of good fortune certainly shined on Brutus's part in this fight. So, uh, yeah. And fair also, enough. sometimes it's having a pe- sometimes it's having a pair of balls of steel as well. Let's be fair, because <laughs> I don't think I'd drive straight on a white like that. So <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, it's true. Um... I think, you know, fair play to Brutus. And I think, you know, with Son of Warachi, yes, they're 0-1 at the moment for the season, but I'm fairly sure they'll probably p- pull that back because, it's, let's face it, it's a damn dangerous machine. So yeah. uh, We're going to expect... We'll expect them to get a win at least some point. Yes. If they don't, then that, I think that'll probably be the uh, surprise of the season. But uh, move on to our main event, the uh, the cold rush, as I think, or the, the, the cold front or whatever it was called by the uh, social media teams of BattleBots. Uh, Ice Wave and Yeti, both have won a fight already. Um, Ice Wave, obviously, splitting Vanquish in half, <laughs> which was amazing to see. And uh, Yeti having a great fight with Witch Doctor, managing to um, to take off a wheel and leave it parked under the uh, pulverizer. I, I, once again, I had this down completely the other way it went, and I had Yeti down to win this one. Ice Wave did a very good job. I mean, obviously, Yeti adapted with that wedge very clever idea to have the drum kind of poking out the wedge but um mm-hmm. ice wave holding a smaller out. drum this time yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and uh, ice ice wave holding on and did a really good job and, and fair play to them for doing so yeah i i didn't i mean i had this down as a nice wave win too but i expected it to go and once again this is another main event that we expected to go longer than it did mm. um i expected this to be a drawn out like a because you, you know that these bots can actually take take a lot of damage. I mean, let's put it this way. Ice Wave flipped over, it's done. Uh, but that means you got to spin its its very heavy blade. you, you got to stop its very... Oh, God. You should, use, use your words. Right. Use your words. <laughs> it's hard, man. Um, <laughs> you have to stop it from spinning uh, to even have a chance. And they did bring up the fact that the, uh, the tips of the blade are painted the same as the battle box floor. And that'll be important later. Yes. Um, but... It's very hard to see where it is. That's 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 crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, I I had this down as a nice wave win, uh, but I expected Yeti to do more, kind of agitate it more. But man, the hit that Ice Wave gets from Yeti that shoots it up, I I'd say at least two feet in the air. Uh, it's a cracking cracking shot, wasn't it? I, I I don't I don't I don't I just don't know. That was I mean that was one of those one of those hits that like I think would be you could look back at that and say wow that was pretty impressive. Hmm. I will say, you know, so far the majority of the main events have been a bit almost lackluster, you know, a bit bit short. But um, you know, it's one of those things really you can't really avoid uh you know, these things happen in robot fighting. Obviously we've seen it before in you know the fights I'd say I mean, a prime example from Robot Wars would probably be Eruption and Carbide's um heat final in series ten. Um yeah. Stephen, Anderson, anything anything to add really? Well, I think it was just a case of a a lot of spectacle over a very short amount of time. Uh, mm. It looks to me that they had receiver problems oh. in Yeti mm. because the drum was still spinning, they were just not moving. And If there's one guy that was on a Robot Wars team that knows all about receiver problems, you're talking. <laughs> 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 Trying to, try to smash that uh, that launch button on uh, Push to Exit. God damn. Oh, God. There is nothing more frustrating <laughs> than Flip, damn you. Stopped in the middle of the arena. 
but, but that's that's what it looked like. It just looked like um, like that that monster hit on Ice Wave was just enough to to rattle them. Maybe the receiver was rebooting or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it certainly looked like um, it, it, did, it just looked you know it, it is the one hit kill. But I think that you know there was some part of the machine still alive. Um, Anderson, anything more to add? Uh, well, I'm actually I was I was on Team Yeti for this one. I felt that mm-hmm. I thought Yeti would win. But unlike, and also unlike Stephen, oh, sorry, Steve, sorry in this case, um, <laughs> I I actually thought that this wouldn't go the distance. I actually thought, I, to be honest, looking at these two, I thought it was going to be, it's basically who gets the, her first hit in wins, basically. Mm-hmm. And I thought Yeti would basically damage, um, probably stop Ice Wave's bar and then hit it again and flick it over. Obviously that didn't happen. Um, but to be fair, yeah, it was, it was short but sweet. Short but sweet, a lot about as much spectacle as you get in the amount of time that was given. So, can't really, uh, can't really moan at that. Well, I think yeah. it is that case of whenever a bar spinner comes up against a drum spinner, usually the bar spinner will take priority because with the bar spinner, it's got nothing but its weapon coming at you. Mm. Whereas with the drum spinner, there's different side parts and and exposed parts that you can catch against it. Mm. Plus, it has a bit more reach as well, which was, I think was quite important. Well, um, obviously. And obviously there was a bit of afters. Um, I don't a think a little bit of controversy. I don't think it was intentional. You know, it didn't seem intentional. Off the stick! <laughs> 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 um, I, I did love the um, you know, the fact that you know Greg obviously got a bit irritated. I don't think he was like you know properly angry. He just seemed a bit you know yeah. Don't don't. There some people who took it the other way though. There was a little bit of talk afterwards about. That he was really pissed off, and they, they kind of had to reconcile online. It's like, yeah, no, we're friends. It's fine. So, supposedly, there was an interview that was cut, according to um, to Greg Gibson from uh, Yeti. Apparently, uh-huh. you know, he, he said, Look, "I'm sorry to to Mark for like you know having a go at him." But apparently, you know, obviously, as we mentioned already, I, uh, Steve mentioned it very very uh, aptly that um, Ice Wave's blade is covered coloured grey to match the floor. So not only can the opponents not see the bar, but also the driver can't see the bar. You can't see how far things are away. So the fact that it's kind of hard to blame Mark Devitz on his eyesight when he can't even see his own blade. Yeah, exactly. And the fact is, he didn't do that much damage. You know, let, you know, if you look at you know going in for afters, let's look at you know, way, you know, say say the final last season when Ray Ray absolutely eviscerated Bombshell. Or yeah. aftershock against Sabretooth. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you know that's that's some colossal destruction. It hit the wheels. It wasn't didn't look too bad. I, I'd say it's very repairable. Um, yeah. But you know, it's 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 good to see that you know at least they have you know talked it out since. And uh, it was always it's always nice to see a little bit of bit of flair up on TV. It adds to the drama, doesn't it? So well, I don't know about you, but I'm really looking forward oh, sorry, to seeing first match interview as uh, part of the Science Channel's extra yes. segment. Yes, I think it'd be quite oh, interesting to watch. Them in the arena with like one's holding a chain there, one's holding an iron bar. Three, two, one, go! <laughs> <laughs> like fist fist fight, you know. The, the robots have done their fighting. It's, you know, the guy the guy gets a one hit head start. You know, there you yeah. go. That's that's like, that's like with jousting. Let's say when people who joust get off their horses and all they have are shields and swords. Yeah. <laughs> all I, I like the only thing that keeps bringing me back to that is the Robot Wars celebrity special from a million years ago. One of the five guys says, if the robot fails, we'll go in there with the hammers and chisels and do it ourselves. Oh, it's good stuff. Um, and that brings us pretty much to the end of um, end of the episode, really. Um, overall, I'd say another strong showing. There was a, f- a few short fights in there, but there was um, 
We've missed for the last couple of weeks, you know, a couple of judges' decisions. You haven't really seen many go the distance. So I was quite mm-hmm. happy to see, you know, the first two fights, you know, quite, you know, quite long, you know, a good back and forth between uh, huge and free shipping was excellent. I think, as we mentioned, probably one of the better fights this season. Mm-hmm. Main event again, a bit lackluster, but you can't have them all brilliant, can you? Let's face it. But um, it's one of those things. So uh, I think that pretty much brings us to the end, Stephen. Thank you very much for joining us. I hope you'll be back later in the season. It'd be an honour if you could. <laughs> oh, it'd be an honour for you to have me, yes. We can talk more about Huge's holes. Yes, indeed. I, I, I like huge holes. You have your own huge hole. Um, be, be sure to go and yeah, check I'm out... digging my own huge hole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, obviously, we mentioned last week, but be sure to go check out Antwaite Antwaite Anarchy. If I could use my words, um, it's a fabulous show. And uh, obviously, you've you've recently confirmed you're gonna you have thirty entrants for season two, don't you, uh, Stephen? Yeah, we do. Yeah, uh, a whole thirty robots. Some are proper fighting outweights. Some are ones that Anthony has worked his ass off trying to put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's been. Many a, a Skype conversation every night where Anthony's losing his mind over trying to build these things. And then, co- like, conversely, there's been many a, a, a heated Skype call where I'm saying, Anthony, this is too much to edit. What are we doing? <laughs> there's, there's definitely a lot, a lot of love in, gone into the season. So, uh, for, particularly the first series, I've, I've really enjoyed it. So, um, for, first of all, well, okay, well, a lot, and a lot of hard work as well. Mm. I think, like, Mr. Psycho put it best when he said, if the BBC won't make it, we'll do it ourselves. Yep, right. and uh, and do it yourselves. You've done. I think everyone very proud. So well, well, well done, man. Thank you for uh, putting together a great series. But um, gushing out the way, I've been Sam Little sixty four. Now Rans and I went to each other. It was Guru. I've been Steve the American Killjoy, and I've been slightly tipsy the entire way through this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we shall see you uh, next week for episode six of BattleBots two thousand eighteen. Sayonara.